Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, that wraps up the trials for 2021. Uh, pretty exciting weekend there. We had a number of games. I've already touched on the St. George Illawarra Dragons, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So I'm going to touch on three, the first four games uh, in this podcast. I'm going to touch on the Raiders and the Roosters, the Melbourne Storm and the Newcastle Knights, the Gold Coast Titans and the New Zealand Warriors, and then the Cronulla Sharks and the Bulldogs today. So four podcasts there I'll touch on. The other games I'll touch on later this afternoon for you to have a listen to separate podcasts there. Just before I do kick off these games, though, just a reminder, these NRL trials, obviously, there's a lot to take into it, but scores, as far as I'm concerned, I don't dive too far into them. Um, you know, I've been watching these for 10 years. There's always one or two outlier scores that happen over the weekend of trials, and people get all hyped up, they get all excited, and then it's just not the reality come you know, round one of the NRL. Um, and, you know, especially these games, it's hard to take anything from scores. It's it's hard to take much from these games because you have to sit there and watch it. You have to watch the whole game, see how, you know, guys come on the field, see which guys come off the field. And there's just so much to read into this. There's a lot of super coach stuff to take from these games. But um, overall, I don't dive too much into trial form, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I did sit and watch nearly every game, and a lot of these games, I didn't watch the full 80. I just watched bits and pieces of it. So I'm going to give you what I gathered from it. In my opinion, uh, you probably don't need to sit here for the entire 80 minutes of all eight games or 10 games or whatever it was. I think you can get a pretty good vibe, especially from the first 30 or 40 minutes of each game uh, on how each team is traveling. So I'll kick off with the first game, and it was the Melbourne Storm taking on the Newcastle Knights. Uh, The Melbourne Storm put out their top squad to kick off this game, and for me, they were very impressive. Uh, The Newcastle Knights, they were far from it, to be honest with you. I thought they were pretty average. Uh, Didn't cross the stripe until the back end of the game, and tries weren't overly impressive to be honest with you Uh, for the Melbourne Storm I thought Hughes was really strong I thought he looked good Uh, Harry Grant kicked off a little bit clunky uh, found his way after that, uh, put in a really nice kick for Jesse Bromwich, I believe, to score a meaty. So that was really exciting. Uh, that's the sort of Harry Grant you can expect. He's going to be on the front foot this year. He's going to be very damaging. Um, I think last year he's got a total of three tries uh, behind the Tigers back. The year before that, playing for the Sunshine Coast Falcons, he scored 14. So 
Mate, I'm telling you, you haven't seen anywhere near the best of Harry Grant yet. It's going to be a really exciting year. Of course, the back end of this game, or the back end of Harry Grant's stint, uh, he did get injured. It looks like he will miss the first couple of weeks. And for me, um, if I'm in a super coach draft this weekend, I love this. I absolutely love it. Uh, Harry Grant is a guy that I think he would have gone around pick you know, 6 to 10, somewhere around that mark for someone to take. You might get him a little bit later because people will be scared off him. I think now people will definitely be scared off him, especially because Brandon Smith came in and played really well at hooker. I still don't give Brandon Smith any hope in hell of wearing the nine or playing minutes at hooker for the back end of this season. Harry Grant is simply too good. Uh, so I think now... All of a sudden, if you're in a deep league, like a 10 to 16 man comp, I think Harry Grant could slip down there. And this could be gold for you down there. I wouldn't be shocked to see Harry Grant finish in the top five players. I think he will. Um, even if he misses the first two games, I still think he can get there, to be honest with you. So there is a bit of value there in Harry Grant late now, which I think is really, really exciting. Um, now, look, this Melbourne Storm side, I guess for me, the standout was Ryan Pappenhausen. Uh, he was unreal. The guy that I definitely had under Cameron Munster this entire preseason. And you know what? I probably still do. I still think Munster's going to absolutely explode. I think Munster, you know, he would have been looking at these trials going, let's just get it over and done with. Let's get to round one. Pappenhausen, I thought he was sensational. Uh, he had a couple of fantastic last touches. He put in a brilliant kick at one point, uh, which is something I think you'll, you'll get to see more of Pappy now. Without Cameron Smith in this side, I, I do think you'll start to see more and more of his kicking game, especially his short kicking game. He's got really good touch, Pappy. I think it's a really underrated part of his game. Uh, and this Melbourne Storm team, they just look fit, firing, and they look ready to go. And to think that, in my opinion, they've got the best hooker in the game. He got injured. And what, the third, the fourth best hooker in the game? Brandon Smith came in, and he still absolutely carved. So this team, they are looking really damaging. I will say this with Brandon Smith at nine. I think they lose a lot through the center third, especially with guys like Tino leaving. If you lose Brandon Smith to play hooker, it definitely does hurt. Um, but this team, especially Ryan Pappenhausen, he was so impressive, and his goal kicking was sensational. Uh, obviously, if you watch that video that I put up the other day on my Instagram page, he did mention that if he wasn't striking the well, Munster would be taking the tee. I don't think Munster will get his fingerprints on that tee for a while now. I think Pappenhausen, he was striking them really well. It's going to take an injury to see Munster kick. So on your Supercoach draft tables, obviously I think Pappenhausen, he slides up a little bit. Munster slides down, but I'm not sure if they swap places yet still. But Pappy, he's another guy that I don't think he'll go in the top five picks. Might go fifth pick, but geez, if you can get him six, seven, eight, I think there's huge value there in Pappy as well. Um, Yeah, I really like him there. Uh, for the Newcastle Knights, uh, Mitchell Pearce, uh, far from impressive, to be honest with you. I like the look of Barnett and Frizzell. Um, no easy feat going up against the Melbourne Storm, though. I mean, they just their defense is just so good, and they showed it there again. Uh, you know, obviously, this Newcastle Knights side, they're obviously missing uh, Kalen Ponger as well, so that's a huge loss for them. Tex is a fantastic footballer, but uh, big shoes to fill in KP, and... Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't read too much into this with the Knights. I think they will be better than what they showed here. I mean, are there many teams that are playing the Melbourne Storm and scoring points in the first half? I, I think it's a pretty tough gig, to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of talk about Dominic Young. I've spoken about this guy a few times. Look, uh, scored a try here. Looks strong. But, I mean, it was in the second half. Melbourne had none of their players on. I just, I don't know. I saw him play Cessnock. I saw that fend. I mean, he still looks like a little bit of an unco to me, to be honest with you. I think defensively, he would get caught out against good sides. I would have been interested to see how he handled uh, playing in the first half against this Melbourne Storm team. I'm sure he will play at some point, but 
Uh, a lot of people messaging me about him. I don't think he's going to be the superstar you all think he's going to be, but we'll see how it plays out. For me, Brayley looked really good uh, for the Newcastle Knights. I thought he was strong. Um, but yeah, the, the the one guy in this team that I really like is Mitch Barnett. The more and more I watch him, I really like Barnett. Uh, he's a guy I've been a big fan of for a long time. I think he will play close to 80 minutes each and every week for the Newcastle Knights. So he's definitely one to keep an eye on for me. Very exciting there. All right, let's move to the next game. And after the Mel- – actually, there's one more guy I want to mention in this Melbourne Storm team. And I saw the Reggies game as well. Um Jack Hallworth, I think his name is. Now, this kid is a guy from up in Brisbane. He's moved down to Melbourne. He was sensational. He's a guy that I would definitely keep an eye on. I think that if he gets a spot somewhere in this side in the back end of the season, I think he could hold on to that spot. If I was a centre down in Melbourne, I'd be nervous about this kid. He is young, but he's got so much ability, it's not even funny. And for me, when I look at young kids their age, it's balance that I want to see. And this kid's balance is unbelievable. He's able to bounce off tackles and just... Just rebalance himself, get back on the front foot and be strong again. When guys can bounce off one tackle and then the next contact that comes into them and and that next contact's got the advantage and they still manage to win it, I mean, it's pretty impressive. And this kid, he does it regularly. He's definitely one to keep an eye on. I don't even know who to describe him as. He's got a bit of that uh, Israel Folau feel, just the way that he runs and the way that he bounces off tackles and he just manages to get back on flat feet and find his front again. He's very impressive. He's one to keep an eye on in that game. Uh, for the next trial, we had the Gold Coast Titans, New Zealand Warriors. Um, not a heat to take out of this game, to be honest with you. I thought Jared Wallace looked strong. Tino scored an unbelievable try, which we've seen left, right and centre for me. That was potentially the softest defence I've seen in all of these NRL trials. I've never seen Tohu Harris grab at jerseys like that. And then I think it was Josh Curran and, and Nick Arima just let him stroll through. Then, you know, Paul Roger, he almost got palmed into the third row of the grandstand there. Uh, Tino did look good, no doubt about it. I, I still think they need to get Peachy involved in this side. I really do. Um, I thought that the halfback, Jamal Fogarty, was, he did well. Uh, I'm still expecting more from him, if I'm completely honest with you, though. Uh, Brian Kelly, he looked really good as well. Love, love me some Brian Kelly. He's a guy that... I've been talking about him for a while. I think there's so much potential in this kid. I think that if he was at, uh, you know, one of the top sides, I think he'd be an absolute superstar in our game. Patrick Herbert is one a lot of people have been talking to me about. I've never really seen it with Patrick Herbert, if I'm honest with you, but he does look strong at the moment. Uh, Mo Fodawaka went about his normal work. David Fafita playing on the right side um, outside Jamal Fogarty. I do like that combination. I think that will develop really well. I I do like this side. I mean, you've got Philip Sammy, Jai Whitbread, Sam Stone. You know, a lot of these guys that aren't going to make the sides by the look of it. And, geez, it's handy depth to have. I mean, Philip Sammy was playing Origin last year, so really excited uh, to see how the Titans go this year. Uh, Mitch Rain played nine. I mean, if a Cameron Smith was to walk into this team, wow, it would be scary. Uh, this is a game I didn't watch huge minutes off. What I saw, I thought Roger looked really good. Uh, any Ken Mamalo fans out there, put the red sharpie through him. Playing outside Ewan Aiken, he's he's not going to get his fingerprints on that ball at all. Ewan Aiken, uh, great for Supercoach, massive hog. Uh, not great for NRL, especially if you're Ken Mamalo. I don't think you're going to see much ball there. Uh, Marcelo Montoya, I was impressed with him. He's a guy that I know Peter Sullivan's very huge on. He's a guy I haven't been massive on over the years, but I thought he did look good the other day. Uh, Peter O'Sullivan, he doesn't get many of them wrong, so good to see him doing well over there. 
Uh, Sean O'Sullivan's a guy I've liked for a long time. Uh, I thought he was reasonably quiet the other day. Obviously, Peter's son, uh, no contest to Chanel Harris-DeVita. He will be holding that jersey along with Nick Arima. Nick Arima's ball playing again was sensational. Uh, AFB up front, impressive as always. Uh, the big story out of this one, Wade Egan. We've all been told all offseason he's going to play 80 minutes here for the New Zealand Warriors. I've been sceptical the entire time, I thought. Jazz would be on the bench. I've spoken about this a lot over the last few weeks, that Jazz, for me, was going to be the man. The music stopped and he wouldn't have a seat at the New Zealand Warriors. All of a sudden, that has been flipped on its head. We had Lawton get injured a couple of weeks ago. That meant that Egan was now the 80-minute hooker. We've now had Egan get injured. All of a sudden, Jazz Tavunga, he's managed to land in this hooker jersey. He is so relevant once again. Supercoach Classic, Supercoach Draft. If you're auctioning whatever the hell you are doing, this guy is relevant once again. Uh, Wade Egan, I personally don't think he's like an all-time talent. So if Jazz, you know, if they kick off the season, they do well and Jazz plays well, I don't think Wade Egan walks straight back into this team, to be honest with you. This jersey's up for grabs now and Jazz has got first dibs. So interesting to watch. Jazz, um, in Supercoach, an unbelievable footballer. His work rate is just sensational. Uh, For me, though, his... His delivery of the ball needs to improve. Um, He's a little bit hit and miss at times. He can... Yeah, if I was a half, I wouldn't be overly stoked about Jazz playing hooker. But in defense, he is sensational. In Supercoach, he will do a really good job for you. Uh, Josh Curran started in the back row. Uh, a little bit hit and miss here for Josh Curran. Um, you know, I thought he scored a try, which was good. Defensively worried me a little bit here and there. I thought Bailey Sirenham was strong. Tohu Harris at 13. I mentioned that one missed tackle, but I think Tohu Harris, you'll still see him play big minutes. Uh, ben Murdoch-Masilla, when he came on, I thought he was really strong. This is a guy that I think will start on the edge. I'm getting a lot of pushback on that uh, because he was on the bench in this game. I'm telling you, Murdoch-Masilla, he will be there round one. He will start, and he's going to be an absolute star. He's a guy that you should push up your draft rankings for me, I know I will be really exciting, Ben Murdoch Masilla. Uh, Rocco Berry, a guy that I've liked for a long time, been talking about him for a while. I didn't get to see much of him on the weekend. The the time that I did watch, didn't get to see a heap of him. Uh, Jack Murchie, another guy that I think could burst into this side at any point. Uh, really exciting for the New Zealand Warriors. Obviously, 12 all with the Gold Coast. Not much to take out of this. Uh, the Wade Egan injury is probably the biggest story to come out of this game. Extremely disappointing for the New Zealand Warriors. Extremely disappointing for Wade Egan, who, of course, is... You know, he's been floating around for his fair share of time, um, just looking for a spot to grab that can be his, and I thought he did have it at the New Zealand Warriors, but another setback. Interesting to watch how it all unfolds. I haven't actually read into or seen how long Wade Egan's out for, so I'll have to have a look at that over the next few days to see the relevance of our good mate, Jazz Tavega. Okay, our next game was the Cronulla Sharks-Canterbury Bulldogs. I watched most of this game. I probably missed the last 20 minutes or so, which was unfortunate because my boy Bradley Dietz out of the Canterbury Bulldogs came on and absolutely carved it up. This is a hooker that I spoke about on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. Um, Canterbury have brought this guy into the system. Jeremy Marshall King has got injured. Uh, Katoa is the hooker there at the moment. I... I, I'm not sure what team's seeing Katoa. He, to me, he's unreliable. He's erratic. Uh, he can be very selfish at times. He's not the sort of hooker I would want, especially with the system they're building with young halves. I think you just need a nine with a good head on them. Um, I think that Dietz, he has a million times better ruck recognition than what Katoa has. And I think you saw that in his limited minutes. I think he played 20 minutes. I think he had two line breaks, scored a try. Uh, went through another time, kicked the ball dead. A uh, bit of a brain explosion there. But Bradley Dietz, you know, 
Um, especially young hookers. I feel like I've got really good touch on these guys. I told you about Harry Grant out of him months ago. This kid, he's not Harry Grant talent. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's got a lot to offer, and I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest if he's there round one for Canterbury. Uh, for the Cronulla Sharks, first half, they were on fire. Uh, you had Chad and Moylan sort of floating around a little bit more than what we expected. I think we sort of expected Moisa to play on the right edge like what SJ was. He was playing predominantly on the left side, and Moylan, um, a guy that I really like, a guy that I've always fancied. You would have heard on the rub down that he giving me a heap of shit for my little Moylan man crush and that's fair enough but I mean if you watched the other day and you couldn't see the impact that Moylan had uh, just his touch and his timing that he had on each and every one of those tries uh, the way he's he's ball in two hands he holds the defensive line up and he's just it's his timing that does it for me with Moyser and it's one of those things that it looks simple, but you just see you see halves week in, week out, screw it up. Moylan, his timing, his precision passing is like very few in rugby league. Uh, really excited for this Sharks side. I think you got to remember Moylan and Townsend, they were the halves a couple of years ago. They did really, really well together. Um, I think they made the top eight that year as well. So Moyser and, and Townsend, I thought they looked great together. I thought Braley looked really strong. Uh, Mulatalo obviously scored two tries, so you might see a bit more attack going down their left edge, whereas last year with SJ, it was very uh, very right-side dominant. Um, I thought Josh Dugan looked strong, uh, a guy that cops a, a lot of crap. I, I thought he was taking really tough carries and looking good. Uh, Britton Okora looking strong as well. Way Graham, as always. Uh, big story for me, Billy Magulius playing 13. Really like Billy there. I would love to see him start there in round one. I'm not sure how it's all going to line up, but I just don't understand how this bloke doesn't have a spot in this footy side. I think he's a sensational footballer. I think he's got a lot to offer. And, you know, we, we can talk about the highlights for Newtown, the chip over the top, whatever. He's tough. He's got fast feet. He defends well, and he's got some ball playing in him. This is the direction this team needs to be going. With him and Wade Graham on the field, I think this team, they can score so many points. And this is what I really like about this Shark side. And you can tell me their squad isn't as good. They don't have a Tedesco. They don't have a Travojevic. They don't have... You know, and Nathan Cleary, but what they've got, Moylan, they've got Townsend. Sooner rather than later, they're going to have Sean Johnson back on field. Then they've got Way Graham and Billy McGoolis. They've just got points everywhere, and they've got the explosive forwards around them. Uh, you know, you've got Hamlin Ueli, you've got Andrew Fafita once he's back to being fully fit. Um, you've got Sifa Talakai, you've got Roycey Hunt. I really like the way that this team's shaking up. Uh, you got Luke Metcalf there. He's been really impressive during this off-season. So has Tyg Wilton. Um, and then, you know, I just I just think this team's got a lot to offer. you got Pele that come off the bench. I think this is the fellow they had to tell him to get out of the gym. He was getting too big. So I know, I know I've never been told that. So Pele, pretty scary prospect there. I like this shark side. you got Connor Tracy to come in this side somewhere too. He's got great little X factor. So... I'm really high on the Sharks this year. Again, I said it last year that, that they'd made the eight. They managed to. I think they're, once again, one of the more underrated sides. I think Johnny Morris is doing really good things there. If they can keep their head above water until Sean Johnson returns, hopefully by then, Matty Moylan's got the miles and the legs that he can move back to fullback and he can get through that season. It could be absolutely anything. Uh, for Canterbury... I thought Flano and Wakem, they were fantastic. Uh, Wakem's obviously a guy I've spoken about a lot and everyone wants to bag him and say they don't see it. I mean... Open your eyes. Watch the touch he's got. He's got good vision. He's got a fantastic kicking game. Does he have the highlights of Matty Burton? No. Uh, but he's, mate, I'm telling you, he's, he's very young, and he just needs a couple of seasons in a good system under a good coach. And I think Trent Barrett is waking up more and more to what he's got in Wakeham. I think everyone's expecting uh, Matty Burton to walk in and take the six next year. I think there's going to be a lot more competition. I thought Corey Allen was strong. Uh, I, I thought... 
On the end of their attacking plays, he was drifting a little bit. They need him to straighten up more. I think he he kind of blew one opportunity with Dallin where Dallin probably did score, but he was close to the sideline. I think if Corey, Corey Allen would have straightened up instead of going to the outside shoulder of his man, I think they could have scored that a lot easily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Easier. Uh, Nick Kotrick obviously got injured at the back end of that game. I saw him with an ice pack on his ankle. Interesting to watch there. I thought he was strong, though. Uh, who else did I like? Ogden, a guy that I've, I've I've liked for a while, but he's never really lived up to what I thought he would be so far, but he was putting on some really good shots. Jack Hetherington was fantastic. Adam Elliott playing out on the... What was he on? He was on the left edge, I believe. Adam Elliott looked really strong. Interesting not to see him in the 13. Obviously, Josh Jackson's there. We knew Trent Barrett was going to go with this, but... Um, you thought Adam Mellett was really strong. I'm not sure if he's going to stay there, to be honest with you. I think this back row is really interesting. You've still got Raymond Fitala Mariner to come in. Uh, Corey Waddell played on the right edge, a guy that's left Manly that I've spoken about a lot this year. I think he'll be a starting back row by the end of this season. Might take an injury or two or something, but I think Corey Waddell, has got a lot to offer. He was really aggressive the other day, which I really liked. He went at Moylan really hard, which was good to see. Josh Jackson at 13. Um, yeah, got what we expected out of Jacko. I'm not sure if he is at 13, to be honest with you. I think... I, I, I've been saying for a long time he is. I think two and a half years ago, he was a 13. But now, I don't know. I would rather Adam Elliott there. I would rather the hands of Adam Elliott in at 13 than Josh Jackson. But having your leader in the middle, I mean, I'm never really going to bag the decision. I'm just not convinced on it yet. Happy to wait and see on that one. Um, I thought Jackson Tapine, he was the guy that played for the Maori All-Stars the other day. Uh, he was really impressive. Um, I, I thought he did a couple of good things there. I think it's slowly coming together with for Trent Barrett here. Lachlan Lewis, sort of the man that, that's been forgotten in this side, and I think it's going to be tough for him to get back into this team, to be honest with you. Uh, Cronulla led 12-0 at halftime. Canterbury won 16-12. Obviously, I mentioned my boy Bradley Dietz came on Made a huge difference. I think he's the one to watch in this side over the next few weeks. So the last game I've got to mention, and I should have done it at the start, was the Canberra Raiders and the Sydney Roosters. Uh, obviously, this game kicked off at 4.30 or whatever, but, I mean, realistically, this afternoon it started at 2 o'clock. Uh, North Sydney taking on the Canberra Raiders in the New South Wales Cup. A um, couple of big names to watch here. One was Sam Walker. He didn't really end up playing in this game. They saved him for the first grade trial, which I think was a brilliant decision. He did really well. I'll touch on him in a moment. Uh, you had Joseph Sawali playing for the Bears. Thought he was really impressive. Did some really good things. Um, it still does just worry me that here's this kid playing his first game of Premier League and where his highlights everywhere, we're pumping him up. I don't know. I know I know people love the idea of, oh, if he does well, praise him. That's fine. He did do well, but... Geez, when this kid, you, you are setting this kid up for failure with the amount of hype you're putting in behind him. Um, I saw a couple of Instagram and Facebook pages bagging people that are just want to be careful with him. And please, you've got to wake up. Please just look around what happens in the NRL. For every Greg Inglis that does extremely well, there's 50, 50 guys that just never make it because the hype is too much and they can't handle it. All I'm worried about is that Swali comes into first grade. You know, maybe he has a couple of bad games because, you know, he's a child playing against adults. And then 
all this pressure is just going to build on him. I feel like his management hasn't really done him a heap of favours. I've heard that he's a good kid. But obviously his management has been parading him around for a long time. I just think there's a lot of moving parts here. And the more we hype him up, I just feel like the harder he could fall. I hope he doesn't. I hope I'm wrong. Based on what we saw for North Sydney the other day, I mean... He does look like a can't-miss talent, but I'm sorry. How many can't-miss talents have we seen in rugby league that have had so much hype around them that can't get the job done? I understand everyone wants to be positive and, you know, pat, pat him on the back, and I understand that that's fine, but, you know, we're not living in a fucking Walt Disney film here, yeah? Just let the kid play. So he let the kid go and play Reggie's for the first time ever and not put it all over the State of Origin page, his highlights. Like, it's just a little bit of overkill for me. I just want to see him develop on his own, work his way through the grades, and then eventually make it to first grade. But I really do feel for him right now. I think there's a lot of eyes on him, a lot of hype around him. And, mate, it's a lot to take in for a 25-year-old. For a 17-year-old, this is going to be massive. And he's obviously got management around him that know how to get in the headlines too. So that doesn't help his cause. They're going to eat this up. There's there's dollar signs all over this for them. So I am a little bit worried about this kid. I Talent-wise, I'm not worried. But the mentality, um, you know, the there's just so much more that goes into this than just scoring tries, which I know a lot of people are impressed with. But... I just hope that we're not looking back in five years' time and saying, what happened to Joseph Sawali? He was meant to be English. He was meant to be this. He was meant to be that. And, you know, I I just worry about the kid's mental health state, to be honest with you, because eventually there's going to be a time where it's going to be tough. And when a normal player doesn't play well, they won't get scrutinized that much. When he doesn't, people are going to be all over him. So I just want to be tempered with my reaction to this game. He did well, though, no doubt about it. I thought the guy that he was marking did well as well. A guy that I've liked for a long time, Sebastian Chris from the Canberra Raiders. Uh, I really like their depth in the back line. They've got him and they've got Tomoko on the other side, who I also thought was really good. Um, In the first grade game, there was a number of guys that really impressed me. Number one was Angus Crichton. I said a couple of weeks ago that I believe Angus will be the best second rower in Supercoach. I believe he's going to be the best second row in the game by the end of this season. And what I saw the other day, I mean, I'm not doubting it at all now. This guy's going to be a superstar for me. He should be the first forward picked in your Supercoach draft. He's jumped Madison. He's jumped Taumalolo for me. He's also jumped a number of backline players for me as well. I'm really high on this guy. I had him in my top five players was it last year or the year before for Supercoach and it didn't work out Trent Robinson didn't use him properly but this is the sort of potential this kid has he could be absolutely anything uh Sam Walker I mentioned him before he was very impressive his ball playing was sensational uh there was there's a try that he scored where he he threw it to the right edge and then he swung back then he threw a long floating ball to Angus Crichton and the thing that I loved about this was that his job wasn't done. He kept following the ball. And that's what good sevens do. They push up, especially through the modern game. You need to be pushing up on every single play. Uh, the opportunity presented itself off Angus Crichton again. And uh, Sam Walker crossed for a try. There was another play with Sam Walker and Angus Crichton that it got disallowed for a forward pass. But this is the best bit of footy I've seen from Sam Walker so far. I've seen the highlights. I've seen him playing against teenagers. That's all good and well. This ball that he threw to Angus Crichton that they called forward, it was sensational. Sam Walker gets the ball in front of the left upright. He looks out. He sort of throws a long dummy, and the the defense charges up. 
And this is where really good halves, only certain guys could do it. Joey was probably the absolute king of it. It's called playing through the line. So it's when you allow the defense to come up and then you jump behind their defenders and you're able to hit your men through traffic. And it's a, it's an art that you really can't practice for. You've either got it or you don't, in my opinion. And this kid showing that at that age this early against the Canberra Raiders, one of the best defensive outfits in the NRL, I thought it was really impressive. The pass was called forward or he was called obstruction or there was something wrong with it. But regardless, the ball showed a lot of potential. Uh, his half partner as well, Lachlan Lamb. Wow. Lammy was very impressive. I think this guy's going to be a real smoky on draft day. I think he's a classic option as well. I think he's going to do really well. I said on the rub down the other day, he kind of reminds me of uh, Jackson Hastings when he burst onto the scene. Super coach wise, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I think whoever has him in drafts going to be very happy. Obviously, hooker slash 5'8", that helps. I thought his kicking game was unbelievable. Um, the way that he's able to catch a ball at pace and drop it on the toe, which he makes it look easy. But I'm telling you, go down to the park and get blokes running at you and try and put in a deft kick like that. His touch is unbelievable. Obviously, the son of Adrian Lamb, uh, fantastic seven. Uh, Lockie, I'm really excited for him. Um, I felt the same way about Flano at the start of last year, so I hope the Roosters have learned some lessons. I hope they stick with Lamb and Walker, this group of guys coming through. Uh, Adam Kieran's the other guy a lot of people have been talking about. Um, I think he's going to grab a utility role. I saw him playing a bit of hooker the other day, doing a, a little bit all over the place. Uh, I think he will be the 14 jersey probably, and I think he's going to do a really good job there, Adam Kieran, an impressive guy. Uh, for the Canberra Raiders, uh, oh, sorry, the last thing to mention for the Roosters was, of course, Takiaho goal-kicking. Gives him a big tick in Supercoach. He's going to be a star. But when he went off the field, it was all eyes. Who's going to goal-kick? And, of course, Teddy took the kicking tee. Uh, I must say it was far from impressive. It was not pretty in any way, shape, or form. But, I mean, if Takiaho has a 20-minute rest and, you know, Tedesco takes those... Those kicking points, I mean, the Roosters, I think in 20 minutes, you can back them in to score an extra try. So you could see, you know, an extra four points here or there for Tedesco. Um, and if he kicks two goals a game, there's another eight points. And when you're talking about a guy that's going to average 85, 90 to then go to 95 or potentially 98, 100, I mean, that makes a big difference. So Tedesco, if he wasn't pick number one already in your super coach comp, I think you're mad not to have him at number one now. Um you know, especially Takiyahu playing in the middle, uh, you know, especially with HIAs and whatnot this year, I think there's going to be a heap of opportunities for Tedesco to kick goals. And I think you'll see the the moments where Takiyahu does have his breaks, they will tend to be during important times of the game. You'll see Lindsay Collins come on with really good pressure. And I love Takiyahu. I think he's one of the best players in the comp. But when Lindsay Collins comes on the field, these chooks, they really do lift. And I think it's a really good opportunity to put some points on there during a crucial moment of the game. And I think Teddy... He'll be there and thereabouts to th throw these over the sticks. So a big tick for James Tedesco there. Very impressive. For the Canberra Raiders, I think the star of the show here was Joshy Hodgson. Um, now, I've talked up George Williams and Jack White. Uh, sorry, especially George Williams all offseason. Um, watching Hodgson the other day, I must say I'm a little bit worried. Hodgson, he's always had a tendency to be a little bit of a hero. Um and in that Canberra side, he's probably had to be for a long time. Until the last two years, especially now, they've got Whiten, they've got George Williams, they've got fantastic halves. I just feel like whenever they get in the red zone, it's quite often Hodgson trying to put a forward over. Um, and with that forward pack and with Hodgson's ball playing, I can't blame him. But as far as Jack Williams, sorry, George Williams and Jackie Whiten go, I'm not sure if they're going to see as much ball as what they did last year. Uh, there was one set in particular where... It ended up being Hudson Young scoring on the right edge who really impressed me as well. You know how much I love Hudson Young. But, yeah, Josh Hodgson, he just he just had his mind set on putting a forward over there. And I think 
I think the fact, and this is what I'm talking about all off-season, though, I think he's one of the most interesting guys. I think the fact that Tommy Starling came in and did such a sensational job, I think Josh Hodgson, he'll be on a mission to show the Canberra Raiders how good he is. Um, and I, I just hope he fits into their team dynamic. It worried me a little bit the other day, that try that uh, Hudson Young scored. I felt like watching the entire set, I was looking at him going, I know Whiten's not going to get this ball. Whiten is set out to the left. I know he's not going to get this ball. Um, he set up a try for Hudson Young. He set up a try for Tapanay. Brilliant ball playing. I said on the rub down the other day, I believe Hodgson will put Tapanay over for six plus tries. Got his first one 24 hours later. I think this is going to be a big thing this year, but I am a little bit worried about the halves and I hope, I hope that Hodgson fits into this team rather than playing Josh Hodgson footy, which... Um, you know, that might sound bad, but that's just honestly how I see it. And that, that entire set I spoke about the other day, I knew the Harz were getting the ball. He went forward, forward, forward. Then eventually, eventually he had Hudson Young scoring in the corner. So something to watch there. Um, I thought Jack Whiten, he scored a really good try there, just doing what Jack Whiten does, getting on the front foot and taking advantage of, uh, you know, being over the advantage line. He's just so hard to stop Jackie Whiten, a lethal footballer. Supercoach-wise, still relies on tries. He's not a guy that I will be investing in on draft day. He's not a guy I'd be looking at in classic, but, geez, when he has those games where he just sets the world alight, if you have got him, wow. I mean, he's a guy that can click over 100 in, you know, two or three plays, Jack Whiten. Uh, Corey Hallsborough, a guy that got himself in a little bit of Barney Rubble. Uh, he got charged with two shoulder charges during that game. One was with about 15 seconds to go. I mean... I don't know what's going on on here with Corey Hills. We're coming off that Liz Frank injury. Uh, we saw how emotional he was that night when he did it. It was tough to watch. Then to get the drink driving at high level when, fuck me, your phone delivers a car to you in five minutes, wherever you are in the world. Like, why are we drink driving? Why are we drink driving in the first place? Why are you doing it in 2021? You're, it has never been easier not to drink drive. I really have no time for this sort of shit. I think it's ridiculous. Um, but then to get shoulder charged in the last 15 seconds of that game as well, I mean, it looks likely he's going to miss the first few games regardless. To then have this charge on top of him, it's just not a good look from Corey Horsburgh. And this is a guy that I love. I, I thought he'd play State of Origin last year if it wasn't for that injury. Uh, but he's got to get this stuff sorted out. It's just, there is too much going on there. It's too much of a worry. I thought Ryan James looked really strong. Obviously played in the first game, a little bit of the second. I was a bit surprised the Canberra Raiders and the Roosters played a lot of guys in both trials. thought it was very strange. Uh, Ryan James, though, looked really impressive. I liked the look of him. Um... I'm not sure how many minutes he's going to play this year. I don't think he's going to be overly relevant in Supercoach. I think someone will probably go on him early. They'll look at that average when he scored 11 tries a couple of years ago or whatever, and I think someone will go early on him in your draft comp. I think they will regret it. Uh, but he's a guy that I think will be successful at Canberra. I just don't think he's going to be a superstar with huge minutes there. There are so many mouths to feed in this team. It is beyond ridiculous. Like There's just so many forwards that... I'm just not sure how relevant many of these guys can be. You're probably looking at Josh Papali uh, to do well, but, you know, there's just... I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a break at any point as well, so it's it's really hard to say. The other guy I mentioned is Joey Tapanay. Uh, he looks sensational again. He looks like he's in for a big season. He's the one guy that I think he's got enough upside uh, in attacking plays to really counter you know, any sort of worries with minutes or depth in this forward pack, especially with Josh Hodgson, as I said, looking for tries, looking for opportunities. I think this guy's in a really good spot this year. I think it's an exciting year for Joey Tappanay. Uh Roosters, obviously on the scoreboard, knocked over the Canberra Raiders here. Uh, as I said, don't look too much into scores. I don't think the Raiders are that far off this side, to be honest with you. A lot of guys coming back from injury and whatnot. Roosters still missing Luke Keery, so that's a bit of a worry. 
uh, for the Raiders, I guess. But look, it's a trial. I don't read too much into these. I still think the Roosters will be right up there. They've got to bring Kiri. They've got to bring Radley back in. They'll be a better side in a couple of weeks. Canberra Raiders, I still think they'll be able to get to the grand final. I love their depth. I just love this footy side. I think Ricky Stewart's done really well down there. I think they've got a lot to offer. Uh, two teams I've mentioned today, the Canberra Raiders, the Melbourne Storm, they're still the two teams I'm tipping to make it all the way to the big dance in 2021. Stay tuned this afternoon. We're going to have another podcast dropping into the last three trials of the week. We had the Penrith Panthers defeating the Parramatta Eels, the Brisbane Broncos taking on the North Queensland Cowboys, and the West Tigers doing a number on the Manly Seagulls. Those three games, we'll have our full review of those trials coming this afternoon. Stay tuned. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 